but I wanted to provide a more in-depth understanding of, you know, what we believe, why we believe it, all the stuff that it's taken over the years to come to those understandings, you know, just put something good out for the community that would help bridge the gap of information and player development and bring coaches together. Too much of the information right now is very separating, right? It's you have these opposing sides of old and new or data and no data. You know, when people stop focusing on the differences and start focusing on like what brings us all together, which is just a huge love and passion for the game of baseball, people realize that it's not about our thoughts. It's about what makes the player tick and what gets them better. Like everything in the game is just going to be so much better. Fellas, 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 welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha. And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going. We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Yakertech. Yakertech is the gold standard for measuring spin rate, velocity, trajectory, and most important, spin axis of a pitch ball. No other system captures such clarity of a moving ball. Learn more about their system at yakertech.com. On this episode, we sit down with Eugene Bleeker, founder and director of player development over at 108 Performance. He's got some exciting news of a recent release. Pull up a seat, grab your notepad. Here's Eugene Bleeker. Welcome back to the Farm System. We're here with Eugene Bleeker, founder and director of player development at 108 Performance and author of his new book, Old School versus New School, The Application of Data and Technology into Baseball. You know, Bleak, you know, obviously we want to have you on. Uh, you have a, obviously tremendous brain. Obviously, we have uh, Bo and I both now over at 108. We want to have you, you know, really open up on this on this new venture that you're on. And we wanted you to, you know, dive into this with our listeners and kind of give them a better idea of what they can look forward to. So thanks for coming on with us again. Yeah, man, listen, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on very much. And uh, just want to say directly, um, you know, thank you for, you know, specifically everything that you've done to help us get to this point. And uh, thank you for everything, man. It's been uh, awesome having you here, and uh, it's awesome having Bo here now. So can't tell you how much I appreciate all that. Appreciate that, Bleak. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Bleak. And, and obviously, you've appeared on the podcast several times on episode 16, 64, 65, and the big 69. Uh, you're, like, you're what we like to call a seasoned podcast vet. So um, listeners, if you want to hear a little bit more about his story, make sure to check those out. Uh, we're going to hop straight into it, information regarding the book. So uh, Bleak, if you want to open up what sparked uh, your interest and what motivated you to write a book of this magnitude? You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, back in uh, February, I believe it was when the uh, pro guys were all taken off, I had uh, gotten hurt. I ended up uh, getting a couple of hernias and I was laid up in uh, my house and I was there for like eight days and um just started going down rabbit holes and putting down information and uh, 
you know, just felt like um, I was going through a lot of stuff that I've written on the, in the past because I write all the time. I always put stuff down. I just don't ever necessarily complete it or, or put it out, right? So I started going through that stuff and uh, just kept getting a lot of different sparks of thought and wanted to, you know, write and just kept writing and writing and started to put it together and, um, you know, just kind of turned out, man. I just, I guess short answer would be that um, when you're on social media, you can only provide so much information, and a lot of things get taken out of context and you can't really provide people with like a full scope. You can't give them a full understanding of, you know, the different things that are happening and why and why you're doing a certain drill. And, uh, you know, you always get questions about stuff, but I wanted to provide a more in-depth understanding of, you know, what we believe, why we believe it, all the stuff that it's taken over the years to come to those understandings and, um, you know, just put something good out for the community that would help uh, kind of continue to bridge the gap of information and player development and bring coaches together. Too much of the information right now is very separating, right? It's you have these opposing uh, sides of old and new or data and no data you know, when people stop focusing on the differences and start focusing on like um, what brings us all together, which is just a huge love and passion for the game of baseball. And uh, people realize that it's not about our thoughts. It's about what makes the player tick and what gets them better. Like everything in the game is just going to be so much better for it. So I wanted to uh, put something out that kind of lended itself towards that and um, just help push the game forward. That's awesome. And, you know, one thing that we've talked about uh, quite a bit, but, um, you know, when people write books, sometimes it takes them, you know, years, um, you know, to put it all together and put it into a book and, and make those things happen. And, you know, a little birdie told me that it didn't take uh, you as long when we look into those things. So why don't you open up, uh, you know, what that process looked like, how long it was, and uh, kind of give us a better understanding of that? Well, um, I think soup to nuts, most of the bulk was done in about two months. Um, and then, you know, the finished product took about four, four and a half. You know, I pretty much locked myself in the office and pulled myself off the floor, which again, um, yeah, I wouldn't be at this point without all of the, you know, staff support over the years from different individuals that have, uh, you know, been a part of 108 or been here for varying lengths of time, but the current staff, um, I mean, things are the most uh, systematically driven and dialed they've ever been in the right direction. And uh, I wouldn't have been able to do it without that because the staff that's here now gave me the ability to comfortably get off the floor and really focus on it. And I don't think I would have ever noticed that if it wasn't for getting hurt, you know, like me being laid up for eight days. I didn't feel uncomfortable not being on the floor, not being there because I knew everything was you know, uh, everybody was kicking butt. So, um, again, huge thank you to everybody there. Uh, but I would say, you know, like 16 hour days, 18 hour days, sometimes falling asleep, writing, just, you know, on it for like two months. Then I couldn't get anywhere for like a month. I was stuck. And when I started looking into it, I heard, uh, from a couple other people that have done a lot, written a lot of books. I talked with Bobby about it. Um, you know, it's like sometimes you have to step back to be able to see it. And I needed to kind of step away from it because I wasn't making a lot of progress for like three weeks. And then when I went back in, 
um, that's when I was able to, you know, start cleaning things up and, um, you know, cutting it together in a little bit more of a refined kind of way. Um, so it was very interesting. Like it was interesting to do. I had never, you know, uh, the courses were always something that, you know, were in the plans for the last three years, but a book was something that, you know, occasionally had been kicked around, but not really, uh, the main kind of focus. And, uh, it was an interesting process. Um, you know, there were parts of it that I really, really enjoyed, uh, parts of it that were definitely difficult, um, you know, but we certainly plan on putting out a couple more. Yeah, absolutely. And without that being on the docket and necessarily planned, it's pretty impressive to uh, compile something of this magnitude in that short of time. And um, obviously, Bleak, we don't want to uh, give away all your secrets and, and deter people from buying the book. But um, why don't you open up a little bit of the content that is inside the book and what we can expect from the player development side? Well, I wanted to, I wanted it to be a very uh, kind of all-encompassing thing. You know, it's kind of like the, when you're giving presentations, you want to be able to uh, tell a story and help people on a storyline because people generally connect with that better, but because uh, you got to keep them engaged. But then on the same token, you want to, people want applicable information and drills and stuff they can get results with now. Uh, but it's hard to provide that if people don't have a general overall understanding. So I just wanted a good combination of uh, theories, uh, you know, science, application, um, data, you know, kind of a, a well-rounded, uh, well-rounded view of the entire, you know, player development sector. I wanted there to be information that could help uh, strength coaches, biomechanists, hitting coaches, pitching coaches, you know, dad, um, just a little bit of something for everybody. And that was a major kind of focus for it. And then um, the big chapters in there, kind of a big part of the meat that's like in the middle. Um, those are things that have been uh, a work in progress for the last few years, just trying to uh, continue to gain a better understanding of and stuff that I just uh, kept seeing and needed to understand and uh, kept digging deeper and deeper and uh, developing uh, other viewpoints of the same thing, like just seeing it in different ways. And uh, I thought that those were some topics that uh, really, you know, because they hit home so hard for me and I was so affected by them, I thought that potentially, uh, you know, they'd have the same impact on uh, on other coaches. And the feedback's been crazy. Like we have messages coming in left and right from people uh, specifically on like the, you know, reciprocal movement and the mobility stuff that are really powerful. We're getting tons of stories coming in that just uh, lend towards the, the need for that information to get out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, one of the questions I got asked the other day, and I thought was a really good um, question there, and I wanted you to open it up is how this book um, compares to other books in the market. So for instance, uh, MVP uh, machine came out pretty recently. And so um, how does that compare? You know, does your book compare to a book like that? And um, what's the differences there? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, I thought MVP machine was amazing. Um, I think everyone in baseball should buy it and read it. Um, I crushed it in one night. I couldn't put it down. Um, I thought that there were so many important topics in there that got presented and so much powerful information that's important for people to understand. 
And, uh, you know, one of the really interesting storylines that kind of goes throughout, like you have uh, driveline as a focus for it, where they're talking about uh, tons of data and collection and, and all that. And then you have, you know, somebody like Doug Lotta, who's a, a brilliant hitting coach that's been doing it for a long time that doesn't use a whole lot of data. He uses his eyes and he uses his feel and experience and video. And, you know, like the, there was a part in the book uh, that said something along the lines of, uh, you know, the ana analytical side of the game is focused on the data, but it's steered clear of the mechanics. And the traditional side has steered clear of the data. Um, and then the line was like, uh, the result is a fertile and untrodden turf in the middle of the two polarized camps. Um, and the reality is, like, that's not an untrodden turf. That's where I've been living for the last you know, five years is in the middle, uh, you know, trying to uh, capture information, but with context to each individual and each moment. Like, why did this create this? Why did that create a better result? Why, uh, when he thought this, did this happen or that happen? And, you know, like, uh, people always criticize the way you do things no matter what. Like, I've had people uh, criticize the fact that, like, uh, you know, we didn't sit down and collect data every day on every player, like, uh, because the reality is, like, our job here, like, my job, I feel like, when I'm on the floor is to focus my attention on making a guy better. And, you know, like, while it would be nice to just have every piece of data collected on everyone, like, the reality is that if you're focused on making guys better, the size of the staff that would be necessary to do that, and then uh, the time that it takes to switch everybody in and out of stuff and switch the profile and do this and that. Like it, I just want to make guys better, man. And the reality is that the movement is what creates the data and I'm focused on the movement and I've been focused on the, you know, the, the middle ground, the fertile and untrodden turf, trying to figure out like, you know, where the truth, uh, because there's tons of information and knowledge out there uh, more than ever, but there's less truth. And to find truth, you need, you need context. You have to understand why things are happening. You can't just collect data and then back chain on it. And that's the problem in baseball right now with the new school type of stuff, because you have tons of, uh, you know, coaches and organizations and they're collecting data to collect data. And that's great. Like, that's good. But, you know, you may just figure out more groceries you need to cook a great meal, but have zero ability to actually, um, you know, um, make the dinner. Like you might know the ingredients, but if you don't know how to cook them, it really doesn't matter. And that's where, you know, the real focus and player development needs to be. It needs to be on how do we cook the ingredients? How do we, how do we take this particular guy that creates this particular data and create a better data, right? Create better results uh, with that player. And, you know, for me, that's the only thing that's important. Absolutely, Blake. And, and obviously, you know, you've been on the trail to find the truth for uh, quite a amount of time now. And um, due to that experience, you've compiled a lot of stories along the way and uh, working with you for, you know, a short time now. I know you're one hell of a storyteller. So uh, why don't you open up your favorite story that you share in the book and then what, what um, led you to include that in the piece? Favorite story from the book? That's a great question. Um, probably... Probably the Jake Higgins story from the beginning, um, because, you know, like it just goes to show, you know, how all of our thinking, uh, you know, leads us down different paths and that we all have moments and times where we fail or 
of, you know, don't see things for what they are. Um, you know, Jake Higgins is a kid that's actually, you know, you guys see him all the time. He's in our college summer program right now. I've had the kid since he's, you know, 11, 12 years old, known him for a long time. And back when he was playing travel ball for me and I was his hitting coach, uh, you know, a long time ago when all this started, I was very big into the, you know, uh, and this was two, three years prior to um, opening up 108. You know, I was on the hip shoulder separation train. I was on the uh, hip mobility train. I was on all of those intent based trains. And, you know, Higgins was a kid that, you know, he's a corner guy. His dad's a big, sick dude, um, you know, and he was had really good barrel to ball skills and he hit the middle of the order for us and he was a really good hitter. And I couldn't get the, he had this thing with his back foot where, you know, he would point it towards the catcher. His knee was externally rotated and, you know, it would, his foot would kick back behind him and his foot wouldn't fully rotate. It would stay anchored in the ground. And at the time, you know, I kept telling him like so many other coaches, hopefully they, you know, uh, uh, can uh, relate to this. Like, Oh man, you know, you have such great power, but you'd have so much more power if you just, you know, turned your hips more and you just opened up your hips and just turned your back knee. And, uh, you know, I would tell him that all the time. I mean, I, I would beat up on him about it. And, you know, quite a few years later, you know, a couple of years into, you know, 108, I had to, you know, uh, put my arm around him one day and say, hey, remember that? you know, that crap with your back foot and uh, all that talk about you pointing it in and, and trying to get yourself to open up your hips. He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was actually a really good thing. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to go back to doing that. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I, you know, sat him down and explained it to him. And, you know, that that's, uh, that's the thing. Like we all have uh, helped players. We've all failed players and, our ability is to, uh, you know, or our focus should be to, you know, be less wrong tomorrow. Little uh, uh, Brett and Kyle Wagner uh, quote. I love when they say that, be less wrong, uh, and to try to give guys better knowledge and information and results tomorrow than they did today. And you have to be honest about that with yourself and with your players. And um, the more open and honest that is, and, and we all are with ourselves and our faults and, trying to figure out what they are and how to make them better. I think, you know, that's uh, good for everybody. Awesome. Yeah, no. And, uh, Blake, if you, if you wanted the readers to take away one thing from the book, if there's something that they could take away and it was only one thing, what would that be? Uh, that it's all one thing. <laughs> all, that it's all about, uh, you know, putting all of our efforts and our focus into each and indi every individual player. Right. Whether you're coaching a team or, uh, you know, uh, coaching at a facility or in an organization that um, whoever's in front of you in that moment, in that present moment, needs to be the number one priority. And when they are in front of you, uh, your toolbox has to be large and it has to be uh, have a wide array of things. And, you know, if you're being right is more important than that player getting better. Uh, then there's a problem. And, you know, if we as coaches don't have the tools or are not willing to provide them with the information that they need, then we're stuck and we're keeping them stuck. If you're not willing to tell somebody to, you know, swing down because your thoughts are still so stuck on swing up, then you're failing someone. If you are not willing to tell a guy to swing with the barrel above his hands, you're failing someone. If 
you're a throwing guy and you're telling everyone to throw with intent, you're not telling everyone to focus on, you know, slow, smooth, smooth, smooth as fast, or you're not willing to uh, use a connection ball or a weighted ball, or a, then you're failing guys. There's no one way to do this thing. And the only right way to do it is by making the focus on the individuals and allowing for individuality and digging deep for, you know, uh, information so you can provide everyone with what they need when they need it. Yep, absolutely. And kind of piggybacking off Joey here, uh, I'm going to ask you to view the magnitude of the book from a holistic view and what impact do you envision and hope that this book has on the baseball community, um, particularly in the way player development is approached currently? I, I hope that, uh, you know, the game moves to the middle. Um, I think that we've been going the right direction uh the wrong way if that makes sense like uh because people were so resistant like uh when i look back at like okay so when i started coaching in this area you know i'm in southern california you can't throw a rock without hitting a baseball facility and i'm the only guy that didn't play you know pro ball out here so um you know initially when i'm using when i was using video and uh, sharing information and talking about things like no one was willing to talk about player development. I was the weird guy that was uh, doing a whole bunch of weird stuff and I didn't play pro ball. So I clearly didn't know what I was talking about. And then it became, you know, even though I considered myself like a hitting and catching guy, like early on, um, you know, the arm injuries spurred me to, you know, do a bunch of research for a while. And I spent like a year and a half and, collect information and develop my own velocity arm care program. And then, you know, about a year in, two years in, we have guys coming in, they don't even know that I do hitting or that I'm interested in it. They're, they're coming in for throwing, right? And coaches were willing to send people for throwing because, uh, you know, like they were scared of it, you know, frankly. Um, and But hitting, hitting, no, no, no. Like you can go to him for throwing, but hitting, no, it, you're going to stay right here. But there's nothing that anybody else should be giving you hitting-wise other than what you're getting here, you know? And now the game has evolved very, very fast. It's very awesome to see how open-minded people are becoming towards information, but they take it too blindly. You know, people look at the information and uh, they, you know, accept all of it. Like they get this, these pieces of technology and they think it's going to give them the answers. And the technology doesn't give you the answers. The technology helps you ask the right questions and see the right things. Uh, but sometimes it points you to the wrong things, right? Like sometimes if you, if you strap on a, a blast or a K-Vest and you're seeing it the wrong way, like you're not only not going to get good results, but you can often make players worse. So hopefully, uh, if I can ask anything, it pushes everyone to uh, a individual growth mindset that there's tons of information out there uh, and everyone should be capturing all of it. Uh, but on the same token, they should, uh, you know, trust their feel and trust their intuition and constantly ask questions and uh, focus on, you know, context. Focus on, you know, what is creating the data rather than the data points themselves, um, you know, at every level of the game. Um, so hopefully uh, the book, ultimately, if it could do one thing, hopefully it brings the two sides more closely together. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I know going into the, the summer here, we have uh, quite a few things. It's an exciting time 
We have some releases. We have some events happening. Can you open up on some of these and all the things that are happening over at 108? Yeah, so we have the uh, college summer program, uh, which has been amazing um, so far. And um, it's a very exciting summer for it because uh, collectively we're just so dialed and uh, I think all doing such great work together that, um, you know, the results are going to be uh, outstanding. And we have the biggest staff we've ever had. I mean, we have... Uh, three or four data analyst interns. We got a PhD in neuroscience. We have uh, just tons of people pulling the uh, pulling the rope in the same direction. And uh, we're excited to capture all those results and share them. And uh, we have a uh, an intern that's a writer as well that uh, helped out with the editing and uh, a little bit of the uh, putting the writing of the book together. Um, and he is capturing all of the stories and different storylines and uh, things that are happening with individual players over the summer. Um, so we have uh, Bridge the Gap coming up, uh, which is always awesome. Uh, this is going to be the biggest and best year yet. We have some tremendous speakers lined up. Andy McKay is coming back. Uh, Dr. Stephen Oster is going to be here. Tyler White's going to be here. Um, Strickland is going to be here. Got uh, tons of awesome guys. Um, you know, Lance will be here. So. Uh, that's going to be really good. That that event started out as like a hitting only thing, um, and then last year we bridged it into uh, you know lamp and then also some movement stuff. Uh, but this year we're just doing all three over the course of the three days, so we have something for everybody. Um, so really looking forward to that. Uh, at Bridge, we'll be releasing our uh, courses that we've been uh, developing over here. So one of the biggest problems with uh, this entire industry is that, um, you know, if you think back, like if you're a baseball guy and you, you know, uh, proposed to a girl 10 years ago and uh, she had to tell her parents that she just got engaged to a baseball coach, like, uh, it's like, well, who's going to support you since they make no money? Um, you know, baseball coaching, even though it is a profession, hasn't always been treated like one or, or seen as one. And, and the reality is a lot of the issues surrounding uh, coaching are the lack of educational resources. You know, we have the ABCA and uh, thanks to Lance putting on Palooza and all you know the other events that are happening now, there's more educational resources than ever before, but um, they are very... Uh, Dissipated in that they're, you know, one time a year, happen once a year. There's not a platform for continued learning and education in the game. And, you know, when coaches become coaches, when they stop playing, all they have is what they did, what they felt, what they were taught. Um, so one of the things that's been conceptual over here for, you know, the last three years has been putting together, a, you know, like an educational resource, a course, uh, much like Altus. Uh, for track and field, put together courses. Um, so, you know, that's been uh, uh, realized and uh, we've been grinding at that, as you know, uh, for the last, you know, say seven months. Um, as soon as the off season ended, we started really grinding on it and um, absolutely crushed it. And I think we have some amazing content to, uh, to share with everybody and have an amazing educational resource that hopefully will have a huge impact on the game. Um, you know, it's multifaceted. Uh, you know, the courses are going to provide for certifications, uh, which we'll be doing both online and in-house. Uh, the online ones will not be the same level of uh, certification that people will be getting in-house, but it's going to provide for a very 
uh, large uh, foundation for uh, for both movement, hitting, and pitching. Um, when people take the course, they're going to get you know foundational movement level one, uh, hitting or pitching level one, and assessment hitting or pitching level one. And um, after that's completed, then they'll have the opportunity to uh, get the application portion. So basically, the courses are like what we believe, why we believe it, here's how we assess it. And then there's a different section that we're going to be providing that's um, uh, separate from the courses that's going to be all application stuff. And that's going to be a small monthly subscription that's going to have uh, tons of uh, drills that are all broken down into awesome categories that people can relate to from the courses and uh, issues that get diagnosed and a bunch of different thoughts, feels, cues, drills that work for individuals like that. And um, there's another really cool section uh, called the 108 Way, which is going to have tons of, um, you know, talks and real moments from inside the facility and uh, conversations with pro players, college players, high school players of all different various topics. Uh, we already have all the content shot for all that and uh, everything laid out on the back end of the website. We're just kind of waiting on the, the release to uh, happen at Bridge. So very excited about, uh, about that as well. That's awesome, man. Uh, sounds like very exciting times and, and very busy times for you and your staff there. So uh, uh, if you guys are tuning into the show, make sure you're following 108 Performance to stay up to date on uh, the releases and the upcoming events that we opened up there. Uh, you guys definitely don't want to miss that. And then I'm tying this all back in together, guys. 108 Performance is offering a pre-sale bundle uh, for $29.99. Uh, this includes a free shipping of the hard copy that will be shipped out in two to three weeks. And then this package also gives you instant access to the ebook. So um, if you're listening in and, and, and don't have the book, the clock is ticking. Um, that sale ends Friday. Yep, at midnight. Friday at midnight. Um, Bleak, if those guys tuning in are curious on where they can buy that, uh, can you point them in the direction where they can do that? Yeah, if they go to our uh, Twitter profile, I uh, have it pinned on mine. Um, and then the other thing you can do if you don't have a Twitter is uh, just type in uh, 108pa.com backslash book. Uh, and that'll take you to the page that'll give you the ability to uh, purchase the book. Yep, absolutely. You guys can also uh, go, it's also at the top of the page on Instagram. So you can look at 108 performance from there and then also uh, Facebook as well. So kind of like a couple different ways that you guys can uh, get into that. Um, and that, that'll be a great, those are all great resources and different ways that you can get to those. If you guys have any questions, anything like that, don't be afraid to reach out on um, social media or send us an email um, as well. Um, our, our site, 108pa.com. You guys can reach out there as well. Um, Bleak, one thing I always like to ask at the end, if, if any of the guys tuning in have either read your book or maybe they haven't read your book and just kind of want to pick your brain on um, anything that you've covered today or anything you covered in the book, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Uh, the best way for them to get in contact is through email. Uh, so if they reach out uh, to 108 at 108performanceacademy.com uh, and just send an email there, uh, that'll go to uh, uh, the general 108 email and we'll be able to uh, get back to them uh, the most efficiently through that. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, Bleak, again, we thank, uh, we thank you for jumping on with us. We, you know, I know the listeners appreciate you breaking down, you know, what they can look forward to in the book um, and all the exciting things we're doing over at 108. So uh, we appreciate your time again. Thanks, guys. I also want to issue a huge thank you to uh, Alan, both Alan Jager and Greg Brown uh, for writing the forwards. Um, you know, a lot of times, and if you're a young coach listening, like, 
the most important thing that you can do for yourself is not just the education, but developing a network of, uh, you know, trusted and like-minded individuals that, um, you know, you can bounce ideas off of and, uh, you know, and especially finding people that you respect in the game and uh, seeing if uh, they're open-minded enough to, you know, have a conversation with you or answer questions. Um, you know, I met Alan at the ABCA about like seven years ago and um, he's just been a, a huge influence on my life and career and he's a wonderful friend and wonderful human being and uh greg is you know the same i met him at palooza a few years back and he's just a fantastic human being a brilliant hitting and catching mind um and it was awesome having them uh be able to take the time out of their busy schedules to write the forwards and also a huge thank you to uh you know lance wheeler and um all the other guys that have uh, had such a impactful and powerful um, influence on uh, me and on the trajectory of this entire thing because without those guys um, I'm not uh, you know I'm not sitting here the book's not written um, and you know certainly don't uh, uh, can't get to, to this point so I uh, appreciate you know everyone that's uh, had such a huge influence on me and the list is it's quite long. So uh, all those guys, thank you so much. And uh, again, to, you know, to you and uh, Bo and Will and Wes and, um, you know, the whole staff, Mitch, um, can't think, thank you guys enough for, uh, you know, uh, trusting in the direction and uh, believing in where we were going and uh, putting in all the crazy, ridiculous hours it's taken to get this far this fast. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate you, Blake. All right, boys. Appreciate you, too. It was great to get Bleak on again. This call takeaway is brought to you by Tanner Tees. Yeah, guys, we wanted to take a step back and just shed some light onto the guys over there at Tanner Tees. We actually just reached out to them. We had some basic wear and tear and, and stuff that a lot of people probably get at high performance facilities. And um, they reached out to them and, and hand, they handled it very professionally, uh, pretty rapidly, actually. I think we actually got the tees within you know three or four days from um, the initial phone call. So uh, shout out to Tanner Tees. Make sure you give them a follow. You can find them at TannerTees.com. So what was your biggest call takeaway from the conversation with Blake Joey? Yeah, no, I think the biggest call takeaway, again, obviously uh, reading through his book. Uh, the biggest thing with that, guys, is, is just like he's saying is, you know, uh, just like, uh, you know, one of, one of the things we say at the beginning of uh, the podcast is, you know, uh, we're here to bridge the gap, right? We're here to bridge the, bridge the gap from where you are to where you're going. And that's exactly, you know, what the book is, is it's going to meet you where you are right? Um, and it's going to take you uh, to a different place. Um, you're going you're gonna, to you know, arrive in a different destination, understanding you know, and having the wisdom from the journey and understanding and learning from others. And, and I think that's a big piece uh, you know, if you want to continue to develop, develop yourself as a coach and being you know, open-minded to hearing uh, some different perspectives. And, and, you know, and Donnie, actually yesterday, he said a really great uh, thing. Donnie Ecker is assistant hitting coach for the Reds. Um, we talked about him a couple of times, but he said something really great yesterday is that they don't write books about, um, you know, not too often, at least they don't write books about a massive failures. Right. And they don't write books about where everybody's failing. Right. And those are some of the best lessons is where people are making mistakes, not the biz, uh, biggest uh, successes. Right. So, you know, it's, it's great when you have books like this that kind of talk about where um, Bleak talks about where he's failed, different ideals that he's had in the past and the things he's learned from that journey. 
So I think that's my, my biggest takeaway is taking a look at this book is having better understanding of those mistakes and then learning from them and before you walk into them yourself, or maybe you don't stay there as long. So definitely some things from that side. How about you, Bo? Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from from reading the book and our conversation today is just the constant, uh, relentless path we take to find the truth. Uh, the truth always lies somewhere in the middle, like Bleak had mentioned, and that's ultimately the goal of the book is just to provide truth and kind of bridge the gap between the old school and new school. And, and you know, being part of the culture and, and embarking on my own journey, um, I think that's something that's allowed me to uh, step back and realize that we're all right in one way or another. Um, and just kind of meeting in the middle in that common ground and, and, and putting our egos aside and um, just pushing the game forward uh, by finding that uh, unifying truth. Absolutely. Well, guys, um, you know, definitely make your way uh, over to uh, 108pa.com backslash book. Check out the book. There's a whole bunch of insights on that page. Go ahead and check that out. We'll have it also in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. Again, like Bo mentioned, that is only until uh, Friday at midnight. So we want to make sure that we, uh, you guys jump on that sale while it's happening. You get the ebook and you also get, um, you also get the hard copy that will be uh, mailed to you guys here in the next two or three weeks. And then also with that as well, you get instant access obviously with the ebook. And so you want to make sure you guys jump on that now before the prices jump or anything like that. And that sale again ends Friday at midnight. So jump on that. Also make your way over to um, our uh, podcast website. Uh, the system.farm. Again, sign up for that free, 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 F-R-E-E membership. Make sure to uh, take advantage of that. There's a whole bunch of resources. There's things from the book. There's also things from uh, here in the future, like Bleak talks about all the things happening over at 108 that you'll want to jump on. So make sure to jump on uh, some of that stuff, dial into all of it, um, and uh, make sure you guys look like you're part of the team because you already are, right? Um, so make sure to check out our shop there while you're on the site. And uh, but from us and our partners over at Yakertech, Farm System out.